Hello, hello. It is drive time. So it's drive time here with me, Erin Breeze, out on the road of life after divorce. And I'm just popping in on a little unusual commute. If you've been with me a while, you know I usually talk on my morning commute. This is the afternoon on a really bright, sunny Saturday. I hope wherever you are and whenever you're listening that you're having a beautiful day. It's midday. I'm dropping off a couple things for my littlest. Um, Inevitably, some things got left behind. And I think that's one of the things that we have a lot of work to do around, right? Is our feelings about the back and forth and our kids' feelings about the back and forth. There's a lot that we can use to create more frustration or irritation or angst. If we choose, we can also do the opposite and just, you know, embrace the fact that we have the contrast of households for our kids to experience, the experience of having to navigate two different cultures, two different worlds potentially, depending on how you and your former partner, how how differently you parent or how differently your homes are set up. Um, these are things that can create frustration or, frust- you know, angst, but also if we choose an opportunity to really highlight for our kids the, the differences in ways that equip them with new tools and skills and also um, growth. You know, we hear a lot, at least we do here in our schools, about growth mindset. Every time I look at those papers that my little one, Ray, comes home with, um, I'm like, oh, yeah, we... <laughs> We're always working on how to deal with adversity, right? Or how to be more patient with things or how to stay focused on the positive even when things are hard. Like these are the things that we, we really do have an opportunity. In my view, these are, these are actually divorce advantages that, we, that come in the space of raising kids with, with, a, with a parallel parent or a co-parent. Is it the ideal that most of us, all of us, probably set out with in mind? Of course not. But it's what's here, and in my view, whatever is here is the thing that that is to be embraced because it's what has brought the opportunities, the gifts of learning and greater understanding about who we are, what's important. And this is true for our kids, too. I um, probably maybe most weeks (laughs) something gets forgotten sometimes it's me just being forgetful um still I feel like I'm even for what how many years in we're many years in (laughs) and I still you know managing stuff is not one of my strengths I I often joke with clients about wishing I had a COO of my household because the operational things is just it's not it's not my best strength set and I wish I had somebody who was great with the checklists and the supplies and reordered things ahead of time and stocked things and you know and I I've gotten a lot better and also um, I'm not perfect and especially you know depending on our schedules right we now have girls and I we have a very late Thursday night because of Harper has soccer practice now that goes until nine, which is crazy to me, (laughs) but she's a middle schooler. Uh, But that means that it means the whole household, like nobody can be asleep until after 10 because we're not walking in the door until 
9.30. And um, it just takes some time to unwind, right? And then the next morning is a school morning. And the girls, our handoffs right now are Fridays after school. So we have a lot to sort of make sure has gone into the car and out of the car with our transitions. And so I just want to invite you to reflect on like, how is that part going for you? How are the transitions? And do a little inventory, do a little scan, just take a little moment and, and just feel into how is that going? What do you observe of how it's going for you? Are there spaces that feel frustrating um, or, you know, that proverbial sort of thorn in the side about it? How, so first just check in with you. How is that, how is it going? How's it feeling for you? And then I want you to do the same on behalf of your kiddos. How do you observe it going for them, right? Because when we get attuned to them and just feel into it, you know, when I say attuned, I mean like feeling into Yes, what are you observing with your senses in terms of what are they saying about it? Are they expressing disappointment, frustration, you know? What what's going on with them in terms of their relationship to it? And and you know, some of that is what we notice and can see, some of that's just what we feel and can intuit, you know, about it. And one thing I want to invite you to do, well there's a few things. So that's what we're talking about today. One of them is like keep having conversations. So how, what are the words that you're using around it and noticing, is there an opportunity for you to take even more of a lead, a positive lead in anything surrounding the transitions? Because, you know, you are the leader of your home. I often talk about mamas. We are the heart and heartbeat of our home and we set, we really set the direction, right? So if we have angst about it or frustration or resistance, they are going to pick up on that. So the first place to look is, again, with you. How are you feeling about it? Because we want to find a way for you to shift anything that is in that space of resistance, upset, you know, um, angst, impatience. A, because it just isn't fun to live in those spaces. And also because it's contagious. Energy is all contagious. And I want to encourage you to look at it, you know, see where the, where's an opportunity for you to sort of infuse your kiddos with a different soundtrack about it. Energy to me, I, I like to use music as the metaphor because I feel like, you know, mo- we, depending on where you are with your relationship to and your understanding and how much you work with energy, music, I just think we, most of us can relate to regardless of where we are with our energetic kind of mastery and we can relate to how music affects us, right? And our energy is really the song that others are hearing about that we're like broadcasting, right? And so we can have a song that sounds really, really caustic, right? If we're feeling impatient or frustrated, what kids, especially because they're so attuned to us as their moms, is very, you know, is that, is going to be a, a song that is that type of blaring song that makes you need to leave the building, right? Um, sometimes I walk into stores and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm too old. I've like, in my mind, it's like an age thing. I've like outgrown this place. I can't tolerate this loud music, but, um, you know what I mean? So we don't want to be that unnecessarily for our kiddos. I'm not saying you have to be dancing, you know, in delight about having to have the transition and the back and forth. 
what I'm inviting you to do though is accept like if it's here for us, if it's happening, how can we create ways to relate to it that is a, is as close to neutral? If we can't get positive about it, can we get as close to neutral as possible, right? And it starts with us. And then we can get our kids on board. And then look for things that will really give them, you know, tools and skills and strengths, right? If we, like, I, I feel like, you know, of course some of this is going to be dependent on your unique situation and the two households in question, yours and your former partners. But in terms of what's available that you can see and embrace as positive in it, right? That's going to vary. But generally, there's something, right? And it begins with our orientation and the meaning that we're making. Um, and in my view, our children, you know, they are shared. And it, that's by intention in terms of the bigger picture of our soul's journey and our children were co-created with in within the family system and our job is to do the very best we can to help them navigate both of their worlds and healthfully engage to the extent like what in whatever way that can look right one of the things that I'm just doing actually one of the things I'm dropping off for Ray is we have a new she has a new planner and um she asked if I would help like map out in her planner so that she can see it better exactly her schedule she really is my kiddo who likes to know what's happening and when um and I used to do this more when they like I guess just earlier in our journey a few years ago and realized like oh I have not been nearly as intentional about making sure they can visually see it like we used to have it color-coded on a calendar for the family um and I haven't been doing that and especially with we've had multiple moves if you've been listening to me you know I moved a couple years ago right at the start of the pandemic and just finished moving back to um LA to the Marina Del Rey part um and um anyway looking at like oh okay what are the tools that I need to to return to right what are the things that will really support both the girls and so Harper my oldest has a new checklist on her phone you know um that that has her packing list and that's super helpful for her Ray doesn't have as much to pack um kind of autonomously because she's eight and I we help her with that more. Also, she just has less things that she needs to take between homes. But seeing the planner, like seeing it laid out, and she, it makes her really happy. And we talked through the colors. And so there's a color for mom nights and a color for dad. And soccer has a color and swim practice has a color. And now she can see herself. And I'm really excited for her to have that. Um, and that was just born again out of our conversations. And I noticed, you know, just, okay, what how how can I make that go even more smoothly and for her especially it's the sense of like being able to anticipate and being able to refer and see and know like here's the handoff days and where and we've we've also recently changed our schedule so if you've had a move if you've had a change in schedule it's a beautiful time to take a fresh look at what are the tools that I'm using and do I need some additional tools for either of my kids or child um, to support them. It also may be time to look at the, the, the schedule overall. Now I know not everybody has flexibility with their parallel parent or co-parent where that gets evaluated together openly. Um, but if you're still in a process of figuring out 
what the schedule should look like, um, keeping conscious of that for yourself. And, you know, if it's not working, I want to empower you to like really set that intention that you'll do whatever it takes within your power to create a different flow. So I have clients who have, you know, I've supported them to, to make recommendations and really find a way to shift nights or days or the way the driving is happening, just different things, you know, and, um, it starts with us like choosing that we're gonna, you know, we want to make a change with it and then we can figure out like what's the best strategy depending on the dynamics, right. To make that happen. Um, and again, I know it's not always possible to make a schedule change. So if that's not in the cards for you, then again, you focus on what you do have access to shift and change and always we can change the meaning that we're making of things the way that we're talking about things to ourselves and also to our kids um and we can we can always improve things there's always a way and as as always if you want help in finding that space in your life for you and your family um let me know I would love to help you think that through because schedules you know, finding a flow for ourselves is so important. And I work with a lot of moms in the beginning who feel a lot of frustration over the schedule and that just carries over. It carries over and impacts the quality of our connection with our family. Um, and I know that's the thing that you're most invested in protecting, right? From any unnecessary angst or impatience or frustration. So we want to be really honest with ourselves, radically honest with ourselves, if we have that happening, that, um, that we're going to take responsibility for all of the things that we possibly can, including our own feelings about it and orientation to it so that our, you know, we're buffering our kiddos from that. It's just a, a place that we don't want any expended, like good energy unnecessarily. Like we don't want to be transmuting good stuff into frustration, right? Um, we want to do the opposite. And sometimes we, you know, just need a little help with that. Um, so I would love to support you in thinking about like how you can set yourself up for success with transitions. And maybe, you know, if the transition between households is running really smoothly for you right now, awesome, wonderful. Look and see how can you build on that success for other transitions? How is your bedtime routine? <laughs> really? For you. Obviously also for your child or your children, but how is it for you? Are you getting the sleep that you need? Are you waking up rested and also excited? Do you have a daily practice that's supporting you to go to the next level professionally, to deepen your new personal relationships, friendships? Like how is life? And so often we can improve our own transitions, our rituals for waking up, for going to bed, for moving into our work day, for moving into self-care so that we really receive our own self-care and we're not just going through the motions of something and then not feeling actually rejuvenated after, right? There's a lot of things like that. Um, And the more that we do that, not only is it wonderful for our own mental health, of course, and just in fulfillment of life, but doing that also shows our kids how to orchestrate their own lives in ways that like you really get to be the conductor. You're the author of all of this. And we can show our kids how they too get to really create and manifest their lives with themselves at the center 
right? So that they can have the maximum flow available um, in how they're experiencing life. Like there are certain things we have to go through and deal with that maybe aren't the top, you know, wouldn't have been our, our wish list items, right? And that's just part of being human. And how we navigate them though, there's so much room. There's always so much that we can actually adjust um, if we know how to look at it that way. And if we have, you know, if we have the tools. So I would love to help you with that. You know what to do. Look in the show notes to connect with me or hop onto my website, erinebreeze.com. There's ways to connect with me there. If you're brand new to me and interested in learning more about the transformational work, the main program that I lead is a 12-week journey. We cover a ton. I would love to share with you more about it. It's everything from really, um, stepping fully into the authority of mother and motherhood and being that, that powerful mama at home so that you're leading your family with heart and power. We also get complete. We look at all of the, the ways that we want to celebrate our marriages complete. So we're really free from any residue, any lingering entanglements and residue of, of anger, bitterness, resentment, disappointment, any of the things that can come with the end of a relationship. And then there's all the fun stuff of laying the foundation for the new life that you're, you're weaving, um, and creating and just all of that powerful, beautiful work of choosing the things that you want to express more fully, create more fully, pursue and do and achieve and experience and all of that as well. So, The best way to start with me is hopping on a call. They're complimentary. And on that call, we'll get clear on what your goals are, what's in between you and your goals and and how I can help. All right. And um, until our next drive time, I just send you so much love and sunshine and hope you have a beautiful day or evening wherever you are. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye.